Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 40, verse 1 to 3. We're going to be teaching this morning on what I've titled Waiting and Winning. Somebody say, Waiting and Winning. Waiting and Winning. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. It lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mare. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stay. Verse 3. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Growing up as a church boy, I will hear this several times in church. That if your testimony does not bring people to God, then it's not worth testifying about. There must be something in your life that must bring people to God. Not to church. Not to church. Because that's the mistake we make. we make. We have a mistake that once I testify to you, you must follow me to my church. You must, you must be under my pastor. You must visit my prophet. My prophet is the one that once he says, he's talk and do. No. God must do something in your life that makes people question your source and have no other choice than to be connected to your source. And the source of every man is always God, not your uncle, not your auntie. That's why one time I was having a misunderstanding with my father and he said to me, he said, if not for me, you would not have got into America. And I looked at him, God used you to get me here. I'm not saying you should be arrogant or hard on your parents, but listen, there are some hard truth. Because the day you start putting yourself in a position whereby you are the one that made things happen, you are reducing your lifespan. And this is very, very common to man, especially when your feelings are hurt. Imagine when a woman looks at a man because he went to pick a second wife and she's like, I made you. Anybody could have made the man. You were just opportune to do it. But capitalizing on his mistake and letting him know that you'll bring him down to nothing because he has offended you. Life has proven that most of those women always end up with either breast cancer because it's the truth. It's the truth. Because something will just go wrong. The same breast you've been keeping for since when you were small. All of a sudden, you clocked 42. Cancer showed up. Why? Because you looked at the man and said, I'll punish you. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 to 26. Lamentations chapter 3. Verse 22 to 26. Waiting and winning. Because of the Lord's grace love, we are not consumed. This is somebody's testimony. Because of his love. You're not what? You're not consumed. If they put your death beside you, you'll pass out. Am I honest with you this morning? If they put your bills beside you, you'll prefer to be born again. Like, God, can you just take my life? Let me come back. 
because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fails. Verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Next verse. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is my what? My portion. I'll do what? I'll wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him. So, this answers the question of envy and jealousy in church. That why is God good to that brother? That's the reason. He's good to those whose hope is in him. Your own hope is on Buari's government. Your hope is that because your boss loves you so much, you are waiting for him to die so that he will hand over to you. Guess what? God keeps giving that same boss long life. Then one day his vagabond son shows up. I do. The Lord is good. Is good to those who hope in him. To the one who seeks him. The Lord is good to them. It is good. It's advisable to wait quietly. It is good to wait quietly for the what? For the salvation. Another word for salvation also means deliverance. Another word for salvation means freedom. It is good to wait. Anytime an apprentice is telling his boss that it's time for his freedom, they will always delay it. Because an apprentice does not determine his freedom. Your boss determines your freedom. It's like walking to your school and telling your principal or telling your vice chancellor that I took first position in that course. I'm due for graduation. Can I be honest with you? You just, if it was the secondary school, you just marked your name in the staff room. You'll be entering. I looked at one boy in my set. I said, why is it that every day you enter the staff room? So as one teacher is dealing with you, the teacher is like, why did you do, why didn't you do well in my course? They're spanking him. As he's walking out, another teacher will just pull him out and say, come, I'm taking your class too now. You didn't do well. And you ask yourself, sir, I passed your class. You didn't pass. You can't tell. I've seen several times. You have to wait quietly. Several times an apprentice even knows better than the boss. Several times. Several times. Apprentice will know better. But you dare not just show up with your family members and say, Oga, today's my freedom. You whisper. Have you seen when they say an apprentice should start all over again? Aha. It's just like the day my pastor in Houston wanted to make me a deacon. I said, you have chosen the wrongest person. Because in church, I'm holy adult. I'm at home. I'm terrible. He said, no, Tommy, I love the spirit of God. There are people like you like that in church. People love the spirit of God in you. But when you get home, the kind of spirit that works with you, That's why I used to tell sisters, please be careful of that brother that is looking so spiritual in church. Take some of your friends and follow him home. Or plant a camera in his house. And watch him. Just watch him for a while. That's why I mean I don't pretend. Most people come to me and they're just like, ah, Pitons, please, I, I love your spirit. Can you just uh, trust God with me? This is that. My prayers are always very simple and short. Somebody one time messaged and said, I, I doubt if you are a true man of God. He said, your life is too simple. You want me to pretend? We are all actors. 
can what I can communicate with my protocols and tell them anytime you're walking beside me, act like there's thunderstorm around me, just be falling. All of you will fear me. My wife wants to greet me, she's doing like this, shaking. I say, Wow, that man is loaded, that man is anointed. Touch not my anointed. Okay, touch not my anointed is a scripture for every Christian, not just a pastor or a prophet alone. Wait quietly. And you will see the salvation of the Lord. Somebody say amen. The spiritual understanding of the act of waiting on the Lord speaks beyond the attribute called patience. So in the course of my teaching, you will see the difference between waiting on the Lord and patience. The difference is not really much, but one carries a deeper weight. Patience is actually a clear part of the fruit of the Spirit. You see that in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. Let's see Galatians 5, 22 to 23. If you can give me another translation, because NIV calls it perseverance. So give me another translation. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Can I have that? Can you give? Okay, NIV, this one says patience. Good. It said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. 23. 23. Gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Patience is a checkmate on the strength of a man. Patience is what? A checkmate on the strength of a man. Why did I use the word checkmate? Because the strength of a man is overzealous. The strength of a man is what? Overzealous. The strength of a man is thoughtless. Let me explain the overzealousness so that some of you understand it. Give a young man right now Bugatti to drive. He just wants to speed. Have you seen bike man? On bike? He's just speeding. And you ask him, where are you going to? This will happen to a lot of young guys that are here. You probably did it. You hear your dad honking. And from inside the house, you took off 100 meters pew, to the gate to go and open it. And the question you ask yourself is, why did you run? overzealousness. That's the strength of every man. Because a part of you feels that there must be a human justification for what you do. Somebody must see that, ah, this guy is zealous. The strength of a man is thoughtless. Most men don't think before they do anything. And I'm not exempting myself. There are sometimes even we pastors do things that we don't think before doing it. Overzealousness Thoughtlessness, a man does nothing, and impatient. That's why you find a lot of guys doing yahoo yahoo. I've almost done money ritual. This was what the Habali said to me. He said, Let's bring your money from your future to your now. I said, would there still be money in the future? He said, I can't tell because we are bringing everything from the future to now. If your entire future is 250 million and you brought it to now with Nigerian economy, in six months, you would have to die and do another money retreat. <laughs> Because 250 million in Nigerian economy now 
because I was just told yesterday that to buy to, to withdraw 5,000 naira is 1,000. So calculate how many 5,000 you withdraw from 250 million. Six months you are drained. And it looks like the abalis is wicked. It wasn't wicked. Because if you had kept that money in the future, you don't know what can happen to Nigerian economy in the future. Are you getting impatient? So I asked him, I said, okay, after bringing the money from the future to now, what else? He said, automatically, once we are bringing the future, we're also bringing the life of the future to now. What does that mean? If God has determined that you live to 85 and you do money ritual at 35, you probably not just two, five years. In fact, by default, there's no money ritual that lasts more than 15, 20 years. And there's no money ritual that can give you 250 million. The gods are broke. If the gods can be given 250 million, all of us are entitled to do money. Because it's not just blood. I just go to the hospital and say, Doctor, who is about to die here that you are sure this one is about to die? Say, ah, that grandpa is about to die. You just negotiate with the grandchildren and say, Your grandpa is dying. Let's use his blood. He said, Okay, go ahead. There is none. I'm just encouraging somebody here who is thinking of going to Okbomosho, uh, you are thinking of going to Ijebu. There is no money ritual. In fact, now there's confusion in the spirit. Because the gods can give you hold notes. Praise God. A lot of men are so impatient. You made little money at 21. Boom, you want to get married. You got to calm down. Calm down. That's why there's no guy in this church that I will rush to get married. Because me, I know what I'm dealing with. Leave it to me to decide whether good or bad. Just leave it to me. I'm telling you, honest truth. Very impatient. Just in a hurry. Pa, 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 pa. You met the girl on Monday, Friday. You've seen her parents. Sunday, you're already going with your family. You say you want. Ah, calm down. Calm down. Say, I don't care. I don't care. All oh, the old things are passed away. I don't care. God, calm down. That's the strength of a regular man. And when I'm saying man, I'm saying both man and woman. That's their strength. A mere man just does everything the way he thinks. Oh, you see that thing? Just go for it. Just, just the way they feel. And the matter of fact is that feelings does not equate to thinking. Are you following me this morning? Feelings does not what? Does not equate to thinking. Whereas clear thoughts makes the doing very easy. I want to show you something in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11. I knew this scripture when I was in a teenager. 1 Corinthians 13 11. Some of you might not have seen it before, but I just want to show it. He said, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I taught like a child. And I reasoned like a child. Now, let's stop there. I want you to focus on the screen. You're mature. Which one should come first before talking? He talked first. After he talked, he not taught. After he taught, he not reasoned. The first thing that should come for us is reasoning. Reasoning. You reason first. 
that in this situation, what's my contribution? I see two people fighting. What's my contribution? Should I just settle the fight or walk away? That's reasoning. Okay, now I've reasoned right enough. I'm going to settle the dispute. I'm going to settle the fight. Now, the first you want to do is you want to think, who do I approach first? What are the things that I say? After you have carefully thought about it, then you do what? You talk. But a child will first talk before he thinks and before he reasons. But look at what they say. They say, when I became a man, I did what? I put away childish things. A mere man is always childish. That's why the very first time when I was, I think I probably 18 or 19, no, 21, yeah, I was in the U.S. So there was this beautiful, very beautiful girl in my parents' church. I've been hiding this girl for a very long time. Like, the moment I entered America, she was like, God sent, boom. So eventually, I was not the one that did the accent. She did the accent. She was like, the moment I saw you two, I just knew that you were the one. I mean, I was like, wow. So we went out to heat. I know all of you like story. So we went out to heat, and our two divided four. I got back home and started washing dishes. My sister looked at me and said, I've known you all your life. This is one part of the kitchen that you always run away from. You're washing dishes, washing pots. I'm going all around the house looking for what to wash. He said, what has happened to you? My sister said, something is going on. This is not Bratomoa. You are cleaning the kitchen like this. Like, what's going on? So she picked up my phone. And she saw that. She said, ah, who is my gold? She said, ah. Childishness. Childishness. Relationship that did not last for up to one year. I was washing dishes from day one. Praise God. The default setting of every man believes that obstacles are weightless. The default setting of every man, they always believe that obstacles are what? They are weightless. I don't know, maybe for the most part of my teaching today, I'm just going to be talking almost about ladies and guys. So you've seen a, a man that is as tall as myself. I'm, I, I already promised the Holy Spirit that I would not use anybody as an example so that nobody takes a red foul. So you see a man who is huge, big, and something just tell you that, oh, that little tiny girl right there, you can intimidate her. You saw those big men, they just walk into university campus and look for 100 level girl and say, oh, that girl, I can, I'll do everything to get her. So you are pressing the person, you are, you are because you, you think the obstacle is weightless. If only you know the kind of spirit that stays inside some ladies. Are you following me this morning? Media guys will be able to explain this. You see some objects, media equipments, in your mind you are like, ah, I can lift this thing. Especially all these kind of, kind of speakers. They look like from where you are sitting, I can carry it. Try it. Try it. Even ordinary tire, tire, the tire of a car. The very first time I tried to even carry generator, I don't even know Tiger generator. I thought that thing was like, ah, what's this? It's tiger. Aside that, even glass. I saw them when they were building the studio for the church. I was looking at the glass from where it was coming from. I said, ah, it's just glass now. Let's go and carry it. Until I lifted it, I said, hell. 
The default setting of every man, he just thinks that some obstacles are weightless, that there is no impact, there is nothing this person can do, there is nothing this small girl can do to me. If she does anyhow, I'll block her. If she does anyhow, I'll victimize her. Okay? You might be dealing with a marine spirit in a small body. I'm telling you the truth. You push her to a corner, you do whatever you want to do with her, and you just walk away. Now she's calling, she's saying, I'm pregnant for you, you're like, to hell with you. Okay? It's 15 years later, you'll be begging. Have you seen grown men prostrating for a small girl? Some of you see all these things in movies and you think it's not real. I used to tell my wife, I said, there's nothing you see in movies that cannot happen in real life. The only one that I know that cannot happen in real life is somebody just flying like Bruce Lee or Jet Li. That one, it's not possible. But Nigeria movie, it's like the Yoruba ones. It's true. She's so beautiful, she was standing in front of a, of, of a cemetery or a graveyard. And your Holy Spirit inside you is telling you that you have seen the bone of your bone. People are seeing the bone of their bone in church, in school. Your home is beside cemetery. You are a dead man. You are dead. Say, Pastor, my spirit just connected with her. Where did you meet her? And beside that Okebola cemetery. And it was raining. So I just came out, gave her an umbrella. Funny enough, we are going the same direction. We are going towards Akinyemi side. So I gave her a lift. Pastor, you need to hear the words of our mouth. Can I be honest with you? Spirits are educated. Spirits are knowledgeable. Spirits are wise. They will quote scripture for you. So all of a sudden, you say you are not doing again. You are not battling with obstacles. Can I be honest with you? It's not all obstacles that are what? That are weightless. Some are weights that you have to deal with for the rest of your life. Are you following me this morning? The default setting of every man also thinks that life is natural. Recently, myself and my wife were been understanding some news, some new things as a gas ministry. And we are see, as, as much as I preach it to you that life is spiritual, it's just I'm just getting that understanding now. A man of God sent me a video and said to me, he said, be careful of those who laugh at you. Like, they smile with you. They, they're happy with you. You understand? The person smiling, congratulates you. He said, those ones are the ones to fear than the one that is very obvious that is not happy with you. Even understanding scripture, you had better beware of friends than to be beware of enemies. Because it's clear that this one's your enemy. The one that is not saying I'm your friend, that's the one you should be aware of. Life is not natural, okay? Are you listening to me? I'm just getting the understanding. If some of you sit down with your fathers or sit down with your mothers, you realize that your life is just going around in circles. The same thing you are doing was the same thing your mother did when she was young. The same thing you are doing was the same thing your father did. Your father jumps around with women. You too, you have just started. Your own is just that you have not started sleeping. But you have them all over around you. Your mother always nag when she was young. But now she looks like she's grandma. She's very gentle. She's even one telling you, ah, don't fight with your husband. Be respectful. Virtuous woman. Tell your grandpa. and say, grandpa, tell me how she treated you. <laughs> Some high blood pressure is not Nigerian economy or stress. Is the negative impact of the marriage. Are you following me this morning? Life is not in any way natural. Say, so I prayed and he answered. Okay? Go and find out the missing link between the brain and the answering. 
something took place. Something took place. But you have a choice to make when you start seeing certain patterns. There is nobody even in this place under the sound of my voice that if you get back home, you will not see some certain patterns that has occurred in your parents that is taking place in your life right now. Your father killed, you are about to kill. Your father stole, you are stealing. Your father lied. In fact, the Bible says, it said, you are of your father, the devil. Who is what? The father of what? Of lies. How did a one-year-old boy say, who touched it? Mommy is not me. Who taught him? His father. And there's a father you can see and there's a father you cannot see. The most dangerous one is the one that you cannot see. Because he's teaching you back to back. The one you can see is waiting for your mistake before he corrects you. The one you cannot see is teaching you and influencing you back to back. How do I know this? Many of you, especially ladies, you have not seen Jennifer Lopez before. You have not seen Messi Chinwo before. You have not seen Okonjo Ewela before. You have not seen some certain celeb before. But something about you tells you that you are copying this person's lifestyle. Until you die, you might never meet them. But some ladies have changed their voice. Some ladies have changed their name. There is this, there is this, uh, there is this popular lady that sings. I think it's uh, Nicki Minaj, right? Yeah. So I saw, I met the lady. I was, she was like, "Which your room with it? She was like, Nicki. If she was light skinned, I'll say it's true. She's dark skinned. Who is your influence? Nikki. Her Instagram handle, at Nikki. Everything about her. And guess what? Till she dies, she will never meet Nikki. Maybe only in the dream. Life is not what? It's not natural. Life is what? Spiritual. The day you understand that, the day you understand that life is spiritual, you guard your space. Another thing that is the default setting of a mere man a man, man always thinks that action speaks louder than voice. How many of you believe that? Aha! I proved you wrong this morning. Action speaks louder than voice. It's wrong. It shows you I am not ordinary man. Proverbs twenty-one verse twenty-three. Proverbs twenty-one verse twenty-three. Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three. It says, "He who guards his mouth." And his tongue keeps himself from what? Action speaks louder than words. That is completely wrong. The reverse is the case. Words speak louder and they are very much powerful than actions. A witch will not come and tell you that I will do evil to you. All she just does is and she speaks words. She doesn't have to appear to you. From where she is, she's speaking words. Sometimes I used to ask myself, what kind of velocity, what kind of magnetic stuff that they will call somebody from a far village and you appear without going to the airport to take a trip? It says, he who guards his mouth, not his action. He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from calamity. So it's not your action that brings the calamity. It's the words. But the default setting of a man tells you that your action speaks louder than your words. It's not true. You've not done anything to the girl, but you've told her, I will die with you. Okay, you are done. 
You can ask my wife when we were cutting. I did not make promises. I did not make promises. Ordinary sitting. You are just sharing one bottle of drink. She's like, tell me how you feel for me. It's like, I can die for you. Ah, you die. You are the holy one that will have all my children. Ah, Oga. You just break up. I'm helping some guys this morning. After you've said, I love you, and I want you to be in my life, if she's asking for any other proof, tell her you don't have. Because ladies can put men in trouble. Prove to me that you love me. Say, even, even God knows. My heart beats for you. Your heart that is not even beating well in the first place. Do you know how many times you've gone for checkup in a month? Now the heart is beating for her. I can die for you. My soul belongs to you. I'll give you my heaven and heart. Oh God, don't do mistake and break up. Because those words, they, have, they are seals. Words are not just statements. They are powerful seals. So you see what can save a man from calamity, not his action. That's why pastors always advise, don't speak negative words against even your nation. Matthew 12, verse 36 to 37. Let's see that. Matthew 12, 36 to 37. Matthew 12. Matthew 12. I want to show you some things about words. See it. It says, but I tell you that men would have to give account on the judgment day. For what? For what? Read it out like that. For what? For every careless words they are spoken, not their action. May I not prosper if I break up with you? Eventually you broke up. Now you are not prospering. You are not coming to meet Pitons. You've gone to meet Adebo. You want to meet Olukoya. They are laying hands on you. Still you are not prospering. Oga, it's not our fault. It's not that our prayer is not answered. You are the one that put yourself in that shoes. The worst one is when you're having sex. They can't Let me beg you. If you still want to be misbehaving, which I don't give a license for you to misbehave, but if you still want to be misbehaving, there's this thing they use for baby. That they used to close their mouth. I don't know what it's called. Any mother in this place, was it? Huh? Pacifier. Okay, there is adult pacifier. So, if you still want to mess around, put pacifier in your mouth. Because it's when you are doing what you're not supposed to, you'll be making unnecessary. And the girl will be saying, I share, that's how it will be. Amen. Ah, yeah, yeah. Shola, you'll not break up with me. Leva, if I break up with you, may I die. You have spoken gravity of words into your future for a one, two minute pleasure. You are now bombarding pitoms and prophets to deliver you. We cannot deliver you. Because the only way to deliver you is to take you back to where it happened. And it's impossible. He says, for by your words you'll be what? Acquainted. And by your words you'll be condemned. Not your actions. Why do you think they arrest talks and all those guys? By the things they say. If I be Jacoba, election will not hold in this country. That's what, they, that's what they'll pick you for. They will not even wait for the election. They'll just pick you. Has he done anything? No. 
What if all he plans to do is to enter his prayer room and be praying that the election should not hold? Does that statement he has said is being picked and condemned for it? So remove yourself from that school of thought. That, oh, my action speaks louder than my word. Okay? Words speaks louder than actions. Patience is actually the capacity to tolerate challenges or delay, yet anticipating victory. Patience is preserving, persevering, enduring till the game changes or the coast is clear. James 1 verse 4. Let's see James chapter 1 verse 4. James chapter 1 verse 4. It says perseverance, which is patience. It says must finish his work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. The main essence for patience is for spiritual maturity and unique completeness. You see there, that patience must finish his work so that what? You may be first what? Mature. And secondly, complete. So the main essence for patience, the main essence of perseverance is for spiritual maturity and unique completeness. So if patience is for spiritual maturity and unique completeness, then there must be a tool that ignites that spiritual maturity, that, that, that there must be a tool that makes that spiritual maturity to, 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 to have its cause. For example, let me give you an example. Uh, you're fat and you want to lose weight or you're a guy, uh, you're lanky and you want to build muscles. You're advised to go to the gym to exercise your muscles, to exercise your body, to do things that will help you lose weight. So the essence of going to the gym is for you to lose weight, is for you to build muscles. But guess what? The gym is not going to help you lose weight. The gym is not going to help you have muscles until you take advantage of what is in the gym. So waiting on the Lord is actually the tool that ignites your spiritual maturity and your unique completeness. Because you can as well go to the gym and be dancing. Will you lose weight? No. You can go to the gym with burger and smoothie and be doing video chatting. This is me in the gym, losing weight. You can see that I lost six, I lost six kg, I lost this kg. It's just like how some people please don't mess with ladies whenever they ask you, am I losing weight? Just say yes. Because they can suspend food on your table for weeks. I know what I'm saying. Say, am I beautiful? Say, yes, you are beautiful. Am I adding weight? No, you are not. Until you take advantage of the tools, the equipment. So all of us can all go to the gym for different cause. It's the equipment that we use that justifies the reason why we came there. So if the main essence of patience is so that I may be mature and complete in him, so that at the end of the day, I will not be lacking anything, there must be something I must do to make that maturity possible and that completeness possible. That thing is what they call waiting on the Lord. Because some people just say, oh, I'm patient, I'm waiting on the Lord. It's two different things. We all go to the gym, but the equipment we use differ. The equipment we use differ. 
somebody who wants to lose weight probably might not have to be on the treadmill. Somebody who wants to build muscle does not need a treadmill. You need a dumbbell to gain muscles. So if you go to the gym and you keep using treadmill, then you are coming out, you are looking at everyone and say, can you see my muscles? We can't see any muscles. Your leg will just keep getting tight. But you want to have muscles, you go for the dumbbell. And guess what? You don't even always have to go to the gym if you have those equipment even in your house. Are you following me this morning? So I want you to understand the difference between patience and waiting on the Lord. It's, it's, it's both the same, but one is the tool. The other one is the result. So the effect of spiritual maturity and unique completeness is always evident in your spirit, soul, and body. And the evidence is what we call the character of a man. So if truly, just like the scripture I read earlier, how do you tell that this person is a child and this person is a man? It's by the character they portray. It's by the character they portray. When you see a grown man like me rolling tires on the street, what does that tell you? That guy is still a boy. Oh, you see, a young boy rolling tires on the street is, is a boy. Let, let him be. This is what I even tell people most times. Right? Those guys that love to drive. I'm a victim of this too. Just like to spin. Just do anyhow. Rough it. You see two cars. You want to squeeze yourself like my cousin. You are seeing two trailers still trying to figure themselves. You, from where you are, you are calculating. I can enter. Just go. You are a child. You are a child. Because nothing will tell you to be, not, life should tell you, be patient. Let one trailer go before you come. Or you are seeing that the thing is about to show red light. You are not telling your friend in the car, I'll make it, I'll make it, I'll make it, I'll make it, I'll make it. Pew! To the point that your friend inside the car will have to hold his two legs up. Like... The day that car somersault like seven times, I bet it with you. Your highest speed from that day will not go beyond 45, 60. You are playing with 120. I tried that thing before. I will not advise you to try. In the US, I took the car up the way to 200, 220. The wheels were spinning. The wheels were spinning. I said to myself, And to press brake, you dare not press that brake. Suddenly, the car will spin and some assault. I was speaking in tongues. Why pray? I was pressing small, small. It's like using your toe to press the brake because the thing is on 220. Before the thing can see, when the car is on 60, it's easy to come down. Once it's on 220, ah, start calling the God of your fathers to help you even bring it to 100. Because there's something they've done in cars. Once it reaches 220, it down. So the thing is not trying to ask himself, should I go further or should I come back? You are from Ogun State. They are already doing you before. The thing is not saying, I want to keep going. Ah! You are finished. Somebody was telling me during the course of the week, he said there are states and there are states. I said, what do you mean? He said, hey, Ogun State. Oshu. Ah! I give it to them. But if you are in Lagos, your life is good. Abuja, Glory be to God. Quara, it be like say. 
poor Ogun state. God now help you. Your wife too is Ogun state. Your mother, Ogun. Your father, Ogun. And your son name too is now Ogun Tola. You are finished. Praise God. So in other words, waiting has to do with building the character of a man. The character state of any man determines his approach and his result. The character state of a man determines what? His approach and his what? And his result. Never forget the day when my, my wife called me and said the brake of her car failed and she hit something. If I was a child, from where I was, I'll be rushing down. Like, hey, my wife, she hit the car. Ah, I need to go and know what she... I lie. I drove down there with his. But while driving, I'd call the mechanic. This is what has happened to my wife's car. Can you please get there? I still got there before the mechanic. But trust me, I did not go there panting and rushing. Because why? That kind of call can also even now make me too have another accident. That's a childish thing. So my approach. And I used to tell her. I said, if you're expecting my approach to be running like Tom and Jerry, it's not me. Because while that is happening, something will not happen. Then the next thing we are hearing is, ah, it's spiritual. Some things is just common sense. Just common sense. You heard a sound in the kitchen and you're upstairs. You now decide to jump from upstairs to downstairs because you want to know what made that sound in the kitchen. You, you might eventually not even hear the sound. Because you, you'll be gone. Just the same way happens in Nigeria too. Just yeah, yeah. Everybody. Like my previous father would say, you need to checkmate the kind of yeah that you heard. You are in a doctor. You are with a doctor, and the doctor brings out the result. For you and your boyfriend and girlfriend, and say, uh, "Excuse me, lady, you are. You've taken in six weeks. Yeah." They call you. Say, ah, contract anti bossy. Yeah, ah, just so she is different. If you give yourself a necessary headache. Even my wife does not like it when I shout, when I do some kind of exclamation there. She's like, ah, ah, you scared me. This is the, the approach, the character of a man. It determines his approach and his result. What my wife wanted was she wanted a rescue. Somebody that could come and get the car out, fix the brake, and get at the car back. That's the result of what she wants. My approach matters. Imagine she, the way she called me, and I went to call her mother and say, Hello, ma, your daughter just eats something. No, help us pray. Oh, that is not much. I pick my phone to call my mother. I say, Mommy, be praying for her. So my wife just failed. Oh, Alone, your pal. Ah. I come in and be, huh, be praying. No, oh. my wife just eat the break. Oh, is it? I'm rushing down there now. Oh, I don't know what's happening. Oh. The minister don't be to not call the church. Say, you need to start praying. No, things are hard. No, pastor's wife, so I can't just hit break. Then all the prayer meeting, they gather, they start praying. Every spirit that is making break to fail. <laughs> Approach. Approach. Praise God. Praise God. The waiting room is not a resting room, but an active room. The waiting room is not a resting room, but what? An active room. 
The waiting room is not a changing room, but a happening room. I've told you in this church, there's one prayer I will never lead you to pray that God change my destiny. I will never, because you did not write it. The only way you can pray that prayer is if God has not shown you your destiny on 3D. That this is what your destiny looks like. Ah! I'll marry an God change it. I'll suffer for 40 years. Then 10 years, things will be good. Say, ah, God change it. Let it be 10. You can't. You didn't write your destiny. So stop falling for those prophets that say, Father, change my destiny. No. As a matter of fact, even um, Jabez in the Bible did not pray for his destiny to change. He prayed for mercy. And guess what? Even after the Lord answered his prayer, his name did not change. He was still bearing that same name, but the impact of that name was not reflecting in his life. Jabez means the child of sorrow. Mercy. Lord, I just want mercy. So I laugh at people that give their life to Christ because their name is Ifa, 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 Tosin. You know, I say, I want to remove it. Jesus Tosin. Okay? With both Ifa and Jesus, if you suffer, you suffer. It's the truth. That to remove Ifa and you now put Jesus. You now think life will be easy. The day you give your life to Christ, you signed up for war. So you had better just stick to that Ifa. Or just remove the two. Just put Tosin. It's not a changing room. It's not a changing room. It's not, oh, I used to be violent before. Now I'm going to be extremely gentle. That has to do with perspective. Because sometimes God gives you some temperament because of what he wants to use you for. Are you listening to what I'm trying to say? God gives some people certain kind of temperament because of what he wants to use you for. When you are in God's waiting room, you may not see anything changing, but something is happening. Are you listening to me this morning? You may not see anything changing, but what is what? Something is happening. I will explain it to you. How many of you used to use buckets to take shower? There is no shower in your house. We are in Nigeria. Sometimes when your pastor does it, you use buckets. So you pour water inside the bucket. In your mind, you know you poured cold water there, right? You touch the temperature. What happens? It's cold. But you tell yourself, no, I'm not taking shower with cold water. I want it to be warm and hot. And let me not tell some of you here because I, I like to chip in one or two things. The reason why your skin is hard eh, is not because life is hard on you. It's not because you were born like that. It's because you're always taking shower with cold water. That's the reason why your skin is hard. I just helped your life now. That's your prayer point. I just helped you. Start taking shower with warm water or cold water or hot water. You will see how fresh your skin will turn to. I have skin practitioners here in the house. They will tell you the truth. So all your life, NYC days, cold water. Secondary school, cold water. Primary school, cold water. Some people are so good with cold water, eh? Not just cold, well water. If it's not cold, it's not shower. You do it morning, afternoon, night, cold water, skin away. You put cream on your hand. It's like you are painting. The cream is not entering. <laughs> anyway, you apply cream and the cream is coming back to you. <laughs> okay, it's not the cream's fault. So you just resorted and said, you know what? No more cream. It's palm oil or Vaseline. So the only thing that can work for you 
is Vaseline. Okay, it's not it's not the cream's fault. It's the is what you are. I learned this from my grandmother. Use hot water. So what was I saying? So you have a bucket of water filled with cold water in front of you, and you are you're you're taking you're taking shower, or you want to take your shower, and you tell yourself, I want to use hot water. I'm not using um, I'm not using uh, cold water. So you somebody brings a kettle of hot water to you, and you are pouring it. Does the water change? Does the water change physically? No. But how do you know that something has happened? You feel it when you touch it. That's the way it is in the waiting room. You might not see the situation changing, but something is happening. Are you following what I'm saying? Something is happening. So in your mind, you're like, ah, water is water, water is water. No. Keep pouring the hot water. You realize that the temperature changes. That's the same way it is in the waiting room. You may not see anything changing. But something is what? Something is happening. Somebody says something is happening. Winning tools are carefully gathered. That's the word. If you're writing a note. They are carefully gathered and effectively sharpened in the waiting room. The winning tools. The tools you need to win. You carefully gather them and you effectively sharpen them in the waiting room. For example, you see somebody that gives his life to Christ, a particular scripture, he gets exposed to a particular scripture. All of a sudden, the more he keeps meditating on that scripture, the more that scripture comes to light to him. He does not quote the same scripture the same way he learned it. The first time they, they ever read that scripture to me, I'll lift up my eyes to the hills from where else commence my help. Oh God, that scripture might not make sense to you until the day you're inside trouble. The way you alter that scripture, even the scripture look at you and say, where do you learn it from? You are inside trouble. You are seeing trouble facing you like this is life. You are dead. Say, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Ah, scripture look at you and say, yeah, that makes sense. But nothing is wrong with you. I lift up my hands to the hills. From, I don't know if you have heard the song. I lift up my The way they sing is there's no power there. Let them take that song to Pomosho. Or to Shaki. Or Igbora. Dead places. Where Abalis will appear to you like this on the stage. And call forth rain. And you two, you are not speaking in tongues for the rain to stop. And the rain keeps getting more. My auntie was telling me what they did to Bishop. Uh, I said, Bishop, Pastor, look how you had Ekbe. I never knew that Ekbe was a dangerous place. Now most pastors are going to Ekbe to have crusade. They said as the moment Olukoya mounted the stairs, the rain started. Baba was speaking in tongues. He said, oh yeah, be singing him. You know how they sing in MFM? They were singing. The rain just kept pouring more. All of a sudden, the man looked at the back. He saw Abalis at the backstage waiting for him. Abalis were doing their thing. The rain sh- See, the rain drained. How they finished that program, I don't know. That's when that scripture will make sense. You say, I will lift up. Emil, go to me. So you can There is fire on the mountain. There is fire on the mountain. Have you seen those CSC pastors the way they say it? Oh, God, Ask one prophet, I said, why must you put hole behind the Jesu? He said, that when level local, no bank waiting one. How do they do? Say, Sean, go. I said, Jesu. The problem must carry weight. Your conversation will be different. 
ancient mantles. They don't drop down in church. They don't drop down in crusades. Where's the best place to find an ancient mantle? In the cave. The cave is also another place for waiting room. So sometimes when I'm watching videos and I'm seeing men, men of God telling the other pastor, say, I'm, I'm releasing an ancient mantle on you. Not lie. It's just for the media. A real ancient mantle. You don't get them in public places. You find them in the cave. In the cave. Ancient mantles are like bones. That's the way to describe it. Ancient mantles are like bones. So it's like, it's like a part of your bone has to come out so that another bone can come in. You can't find that in a public place. You can't find that. And this is one of the things that some of you don't know. That's why I always see. That, see, that's why you, you, you find someone like me telling you to know God for yourself. How many of you have heard me say that before? Know God for what? For yourself. If only many of you know where certain pastors and prophets run to for shelter. Are you listening to me this morning? If you know where certain pastors and prophets go to for shelter, you will take your life more seriously. So imagine after preaching to you and I'm done here, then I go to Lagos and go and do like two days with Olukoya. In your own mind, you're like, ah, Pitons has released it for me. Then you now go and start misbehaving. Pitons has gone to two days. The day I told a particular person that I come to redemption, come to pray. I took my leaders one time to Rio Kede to go and pray. They one of them looked at me and said, Pastor, so you come here? No, I won't come here. I won't come. I'm not saying this so that some of you can go and start misbehaving or start saying, ah, Pastor has given us license. If only some of you know that there are, there are folks in white garments, white garments, they are my friends. We pray together. I say, ah, I, don't, I disassociate myself from white garment people. They say, see, the same way it is in that doctrine, the same way it is in the Pentecostal. The same way it is. They are fake there, there is real. Pentecostal too, there is fake, there is real. Was it not until when T.B. Joshua died that some of you believed that he was a true man of God? Until when he died? Some of you just say, that man is fake. It's fake. I told somebody one time, I said, I said, whatever you see happen in the synagogue is the same thing that happens in prayer city. But he said, no, it's not true. How will somebody just climb onto the pole and be vomiting sand? May you take a trip to prayer city. You will see worse. Life lizard will come out of somebody. Snake will come Look at that. I will say there's a snake inside the woman now. The snake is coming out. You see snake come out from the mouth. But you won't see that on the media from that church. The only mistake that synagogue made was that they will show those things on the TV. It's the same. Even in THN here, if God gives me the power to bring that snake from somebody, I will beg my media guys, please don't show it. That's the mistake some pastor make. You want to take glory that I took out the snake inside of her. It happens everywhere. That's what makes him say, ah, it's fake, it's fake. I will stand down. I will, how will the woman be eating stone? May you never meet condemned people. They are human beings. Okay, don't you see mad men eating trash? So why are you arguing that the woman is eating stone? I watched a program on Emmanuel TV and the, the woman said stone is like meat, fried meat. Some of you have relatives that are like that. I saw my cousin eating leaf. Leave. Apple tree, leave. Say it's sweet. Apple. Have you not found some of your friends licking close up? You think it's natural? <laughs> Put close up in the hand. When it's not chocolate. Yeah. Ha, it's sweet. Taste it. Close up. 
One day my security was pouring diesel uh, inside the generator. I'm not sure who was there with me. It was pouring diesel inside the generator. Then the thing entered his head. It like this. Ah! I looked at him. I said, "What happened?" He said, "Oh, wale, mo file." I said, I looked at him. I said, "I said, this will go and wash your mouth." He said, "Ah!" He said, "No." What will make sense? What will feel better? I'm telling you the truth. But to you, you're like, ah, I took this. Ah, ah. Somebody is, is banged down his head. Says, ah, correct. Just like recently, this was two days ago, my wife was laughing at me in the kitchen. She came back home. I was very, very hungry. Apparently, I was fasting that day. I was very hungry. For the very first time, my wife saw me in the kitchen. I was drinking Omero. <laughs> she was like, what's wrong? I'm, I'm preparing for... I said, this hunger cannot... I took, om- I took spoon. I sat with Omero. I was there. May hunger not do you that you start eating raw rice and beans. <laughs> Praise God. Another name for the waiting room is the secret place. As a matter of fact, I call it the theater of the Holy Ghost. It's a place where man is being walked upon. Disregarding the waiting period is to be aborted and to be dismissed. And the truth is this. The longer it takes you in the waiting room, the bigger the package. The longer it takes you in the waiting room, the bigger the what? The bigger the package. So let's wrap up. What do you do in the waiting room? Philippians 4 verse 4 to 9. What do you do in the waiting room? Philippians 4 verse 4 to 9. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Verse 5. Let your gentleness be evident before all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your what? Present your request to God. Next verse. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, we guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything is excellence, excellent or praiseworthy. Do what? Think about such things. Think about them. Verse 9. Verse 9. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put them into what? Into practice. And the God of peace will do what? with you. In the midst of any challenges or any turmoil, whatever you are passing through in life, one of the biggest things that you need is what? Peace. That's all. Peace. Peace. The greatest gift that God can give you, aside the gift of salvation, is peace of mind. It's peace of mind. No matter what you're going through in this life, once you have peace, you're good. My pastor in Houston will say to me, he will say to us in church, he said, if you are going through a difficulty in life and you could not sleep in that particular year, and that same difficulty comes back the following year and you are sleeping well, he said, it's not that the difficulty is not coming. It's because you have grown. 
He said, because you have grown. I remember those days when I'm going money. I will have restless nights. It's, it's like everyone should come down and swallow me. I've thought of suicide several times because I'm owing someone just one small change. I told you how much I was owing somebody in Babcock. I was owing the person 50000 naira. I ended up spending 150 with the herbalist. And eventually I did not do what they asked me to do. It was when I confessed to the brother that, see, I'm owing you 50k. I spent 150. He looked at me and said, you are foolish. You spent times three of what you are owing me. Why? Because the fear in me told me that if you are owing him 50 today and you pay, you end up owing somebody more. You know what? Just go and do something that will keep giving you money so you will not have to owe anybody. That was what made the guy forgive me. That if you can go and attempt ritual, that means if they say you should come and kill me because you are owing me, that means you will kill me. He said, you know what? I dash you the money. I took what a year. Go. Tell you the truth. The God of peace. All you just need is peace. Trusting God for the fruit of the womb. They are attacking you left and right. Peace. You don't have a job. Peace. You are struggling. Peace. That's, see, everything you've read, everything God wants. He said the God of peace. He did not say the God of wonders. He didn't say the God of healing. Because you can have peace in your health, peace in your marriage, peace in your finance, peace in your home. Someone said the God of peace. Say loud and clear. Say the God of peace. Number one, what's the things you do in your waiting room? Number one, rejoice and give thanks in the waiting room. Rejoice and give thanks in your waiting room. Number two, pray and make power available. Make tremendous power available in your waiting room. Power is like building up. That's what the Bible says. It said, build up yourself in your most holy faith. I'm praying in what? In the Holy Ghost. That's what you do in your waiting room. Your waiting room is not a place to complain. It's not a place to be nagging. It's not a place to be chit-chatting. It's not the way to be looking for sympathy. That's what many of we Christians are looking for. You think my, me sharing your story with me, I will have sympathy on you. I'm not Jesus. Our compassion level can never be the same. A man of God told me, and I'll never forget. He said, if a man of God brings you out of trouble with his own hand, not by the grace of God, like with his own hand, he used his own hand to bring you out of trouble. He said, you, are commit, you must be committed to that man of God for the rest of your life, whether in his good and in his bad. I used to tell my wife, I said, that's why I don't have too many pastors as friends, because I don't have that energy for that kind of commitment. I don't. So because of you, you are having a Wednesday program, and I must be there. I'll cancel my own. A great man of God, okay, Ramok is dead. Ben He is coming to your church. So you're like, all my spiritual sons must show up for Ben He. And me, I have wedding ceremony. I have something important to do in church. So I will tell those ones, cancelled. I'm going for, is, am I, what's my business there? I was still telling my wife in the course of the week. As a great man of God in Lagos, everybody that sits on his first two rows, they are not his pastors, they are pastors of other churches. But because that man has singularly brought them to where they are, they are committed for life to the point that they are, even their church members don't enjoy them. That's not the Christian life that God has called me to live. Why didn't Jesus and John the Baptist become close friends? Are they not cousins? He looked at John and said, you have done your part. Go your way, go your way. They called him and said, your, your brother, your cousin is in the prison. Said it's for the glory of God. Why did he go there and say, I'm his cousin? Comfort. John, comfort. 
Some of you are looking for sympathy. Say, once pastor sees my tears, he will have compassion on me. For your information, the church ATM card is not with me. And the church does not have an app where I can do transfer. So the only thing we can do for you in this church is we will pray. We will trust God. In fact, let's use your case to prove that God is not a liar. Let's use your case. Say, Pastor, if I don't pay this money today, they will kill me. Ah! That God, the answer is by fire. We will trust God. If they not kill you, does not mean God is a liar. We just assume that God gives and God takes. Number three, transform your mind and be strategic in the waiting room. Transform your mind and be strategic in the waiting room. Number four, meditate on God's word and establish these instructions in the waiting room. Meditate on his word in your waiting room and build on the established instructions that he gives to you. Anytime you're in the waiting room, instructions will come to you. Then lastly, you see, say, whatever you've learned and received and heard from me, put them into practice. Anytime you're in your waiting room, the last one is this. Walk out your faith. What did I say? Walk out your faith in the waiting room. So I want you to go on with these few key points just to help somebody's spirit this morning. That the beauty of winning is in the formation and the continuity. The beauty of winning, the proof that you are a winner is in your formation, your strategy, and your continuity. You can't tell me you won today and you lost tomorrow. You can't tell me you won today and you lost tomorrow. That's not winning. There must be a strategic formation that you use that guarantees the continuity of that winning. Number two, winning is very sweet. I'll say that again. Winning is what? Very sweet. Especially when it can be activated on any ground. Winning is sweet. Especially when it can be activated on any ground. If you cannot replicate that winning in another country, it's not God. It's not God. That's why the Bible says, anywhere the sole of your feet shall step, the Lord shall give you that land and you shall what? Shall prosper. So if you are making money in Nigeria and you went to Canada and you are now broke, it's not God that took you there. Because any land you occupy, you're supposed to win in that land. And lastly, winning becomes a culture when the language is understood. Winning becomes a culture when the language is well understood. A loser is identified by his loss, his pains, and his regret. But a blessed man is identified by his possession and his progression. A blessed man is identified by what? His possession and his progression. I put it to you this morning. Don't disregard your waiting room. Build yourself. Build yourself. So that by the time you start winning, the winning does not stop. There's a continuity. There's a continuity. Don't see waiting room as a place of pain. See it as your happening place where God is working on you. So the biggest advantage to winning 
is waiting on the Lord. Somebody say, waiting on the Lord. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast, and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today, and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluwen Podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you. Thank you.